Welcome to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast, where we are advancing God's kingdom one life at a time. We pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will encourage, equip, and empower you to also advance the kingdom of God. Here's this week's message. Us for years and years and years. We're going in a brand new year, and I don't want to take the same old life into a new year. Amen. I'm not going to say take the same old thinking, doing things the same old way, amen, into another, a brand new year, amen. I want to be a brand new me. You understand? A brand new you. Let's take, let's take a brand new mentality into this brand new year. And so from God wants to, wants to, um, to help us to shift our thinking from barely getting by uh, to living supernaturally and from straddling the gate to being fully submitted. And as they sung about this morning, give our praise team a hand, clap of praise. Boy, I tell you, being surrendered, totally surrendering to the Lord, I surrender God. Sometimes we just have to wave the right flag. Amen. Come to Christ with your hands up. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, surrender to God. Amen. Listen, you know what? I give up. That, that's, what, that's what that means. You lift your head, God, I give up. I give up and I give in. Listen, I'm tired of running. I'm tired of scrattling. I, I, I give up. I give in. You understand? I'm saying yes. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Whatever you have for me, that's what I want. Amen. Is that okay? I'm telling you, it makes life so much easier when we're not running away from God or running from the things of God. And so to take means to capture physically or to seize. To take means to capture physically, to capture physically, and to seize. Remember I told you this is the only time where you could be totally disrespectful when we're dealing with this enemy, the devil. We don't have to be nice. We don't got to play it cool. We can be mean. I know y'all want to be mean, but be mean at the right person. Come on. You want to be disrespectful, disrespect the right person, this enemy. Amen. You want to go, in, go all in on somebody, go all in on the enemy. You ain't got to cuss or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't telling you cuss the devil out. I mean, it's not going to mean anything to him. Cussing the devil out don't bother him one bit. You can't shoot the devil. You can't stab him. Amen. The biggest bomb in the world can't hurt him. Only spiritual weapons work for this spiritual adversary. We got to use the spiritual arsenal that God has given us in his word to fight off this spiritual enemy. So dominion means the right to govern. Or rule. It also means to have power, authority, jurisdiction, and control. I mean, is anybody feeling more powerful? Yeah. Amen. We're in the fifth week. I mean, do you feel like a dominionaire? Have you been taking dominion over your situations? Have you been taking dominion over your circumstance? I'm just saying, man. I'm, hey, no, no, no. I just taking dominion over that. Uh-uh, not no more. I, when I know my rights, see, when you know your rights, you can exercise them, right? You have the right to govern and to rule. That's what dominion is, to govern and to rule. You have the right. You have the power. Jesus got it back. The power, the jurisdiction, the authority, the control. You have it. You have excess. There's no need for you to be cowering and, and, and tuck tail and running. You don't have to do that. You can face your fears. You can face your enemy. You can do it with the word of God. Yeah, Genesis. Come on, let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Amen. Verse 26 says, then God said, who said it? 
God said, let us make man. Let us make man. Us, us, make man. God is talking to some other individuals, not talking to angels, not talking to animals, not talking to trees. He's talking, I believe Jesus and Holy Spirit was right there. The entire Trinity was right there. He said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, over all the creeping things. Amen. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. He did it. He spoke it. Amen. So then he began to do it. He, he created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created he, him, male and female. He created them. God hadn't even created them yet. He hadn't went to the dirt yet, but he's saying what he's going to do, but it's already in his mind what he's going to do already. Listen, I was at the jail this week, man. Had a great time ministering. Hey, man, haven't been back in the jail since 2000, since COVID came. Prior to that, I've been doing jail ministry about 17 years. Since 2020, what'd I say? Okay, yeah, you're right. Amen. Since 2020, amen, since 2020, Praise God. I was so happy to be back in there, amen, and ministering and sharing the word of God uh, with those that are, that are behind bars, praise God, and so excited about what the Lord is doing. But there's a reason I was telling y'all that, praise the Lord, amen. We'll get back to it, amen, amen. Where we at? We talking about creeps, right? Oh, okay. Male and female. No, okay, let's just read 27 again and Holy Spirit bring it back. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female, he created who? He created them. So God, so this is what I'm saying, praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I told you he would, and he did. Amen. Because the Bible says he bring all things back to your what? Remembrance. Didn't I say it? All right. The word says it, though. Amen. So just start operating. It's little things like that. So what, so, so what, the, what, what the Lord did was he went, to the, he went to the end of our life, all of us, the end of time, and then he began, and, and he worked his way back all the way to the beginning of time. Because we see in the Bible that the end has already been written, right? And then he come back to the beginning and then says, life began. So we're on this timeline right now. And if the end of life was here or the seventh day was here, we're probably in the sixth day now. The Bible says on the seventh day, God, what? We're 6,000 years from the beginning. We're six days. A day is a, a thousand years. A, a thousand years is what? One day. We're 6,000 years from creation. On the seventh day, God rested. As you can see, by the activity outside, things is being sped up. Why? Because the enemy knows his time is getting short. So his goal is to try to take as many souls to hell with him as possible. But what is our goal? Is to snatch as many souls out of hell as possible. We started a mandate this year, amen, in January this year that we're going after our friends, our relatives, our associates, our neighbors, and our co-workers, and even our enemies, glory to God. They need Jesus too. Praise God. We're not going to hate the Bible. Tell us, love your enemies. Pray for them, amen, that despitefully use you. Glory to God. We're praying for them and we're loving up on everybody that's hating on us because we're trying to get them to Jesus. 
So that is the mandate. If you got family members that are not saved, amen, that's a reason they come to the altar. If you have loved ones that's still in the balance, don't know whether they won't be saved or not, that's why you need to come to the altar. Every time you come to the altar, it may not be for you. You'll praise them for your children. You'll praise them for your grandchildren. You'll praise them for your loved ones, your friends, your family. You're praising them for your relatives, for your associates, your co-workers. We praise God for a reason. And so God already went to the end of our, our life and worked his way back to the beginning. So what you're saying, Pastor, is it doesn't matter what I do. It's just everything God said is going to happen. I didn't say that at all. Even though God's will, God has predestined his will, it doesn't make, his, it, doesn't make it automatic. We can still get out of the will of God. Whatever God's going to do, he's going to do. Well, he cannot do what you don't let him do. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. But will you let him do it? <laughs> That's another whole story. Will you let him do it? Because he's not going to go against your will. Because what is going to happen is not going to just happen. Amen? There is a higher order of things, but there are some things we have to do as well. I don't want to just get off on that because then I'm going to have to take you to another whole scriptures and all that. So that's, are we good? We have understanding? Because if God's will was so strong, it would nobody die and go to hell. Everybody go to heaven, right? Because it's not his will that any will perish. In your own time, let's look at 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. Read it on your own. Amen. And get some revelation uh, and couple that with what I'm saying this morning. That will help you out. All right? Let's keep moving. Verse 28 says, then God blessed them. Come on. You're blessed. You're not cursed. You're blessed. Amen. That's what you have to say about yourself. I'm blessed. Say you're blessed. Yeah, stop saying other stuff. You're blessed. I used to go to work years ago. People say, what's up, killer? I said, no, I'm the life giver. See, people say things because that's, that's the word. You know, that's the, that's the little slang. Of, what, what, what's up, dog? No, I'm not dog. I'm cat. I mean, I made it a little, I made it a little joke, but then I said, no, 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 I'm AJ. You see what I'm saying? You just got to be nice about it. You got to be Christ-like about it when you're talking to people. You know what I'm saying? Don't just turn them down. Just like when somebody, when you say my nickname, like pom-pom, don't call me that. That's not me. I ain't doing nothing like that. I don't care how you talk about him. That's not me in a way. That dude somewhere, I don't even know where he at. I ain't seen him in 28 years. I don't know where you're hiding out there, so you don't bother me when you talk about him. That's the old me. He's nowhere to be found. I, don't, I ain't seen him. So why would I be bothered about you talking about somebody I used to be? I'm not him. I'm not offended. Don't call me that. You ain't changed. Why not? Should still call you a nickname. <laughs> then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Here we go. Have dominion. God said he wants you to take dominion. This is what he told Adam in the beginning. Take dominion. I'm giving you dominion over this entire earth. You're a little G in this earth. You're a little G in this world. I've given you everything here. Everything. And I want you to take dominion. Take dominion. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. That's why when Jesus came, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I don't want you just to be sucking in air and breathing it out. Not just life, abundant life. 
that's, that's a step higher than just living. God wants you to live, you understand, exceedingly abundantly above all he can ask to think of you. Man, that's how God blesses us. God don't, God don't reward us in a lot of cases for what we ask him for. He oftentimes gives us more than we require or more than we ask. Because he's a God that adds more. He's a God of multiplication. Amen? Yeah, it's perfectly okay, believer, to live an abundant life. It's perfectly okay, believer, to have wealth as long as the wealth don't have you. If the wealth have you, get rid of it quick. Just like the rich young ruler did when Jesus approached him. Get it out of your hands if you can't handle it. If the wealth got you, if it owns you, get it out of your hands quickly. Yep, just walk around and barely get by. At least you get to heaven. Are oh, you hearing me this morning? Listen, before I close, I'm going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. But I got two weeks. I'm going to get it in somewhere. Before I close, I'm going to talk about Deuteronomy chapter 8 and just kind of put all of that into context, what I just stated. Let's go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, it says, Jesus came up and said to them, all authority, say all authority. Why you keep reading this, Pastor? I need you to understand that all authority has been given to him and he gave it to you. All authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Then it says, verse 19, go therefore and make this sign. So God, why did you give us the, why did you give him the authority? He gave, he gave him the authority to give it to us so we can go and make disciples. Our authority is not for us to walk around like we got authority. You understand? With a cape on and, you know, and doing just, just walking around being supernatural but not bringing those souls to Jesus. That's mishandling the authority, amen, that God has given us. Because there's a purpose and a reason for everything that God gives us. He gave it to Jesus. Jesus gave it to us. Then he says, go. And he says, therefore, make what? Disciples. Disciple. Disciple is a follower of a what, honey, again? A teacher. Thank you. Who has a teaching. Praise the Lord. So, so, so go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. All nations. I shared with you last week what that word nation means. Amen. And, uh, and the Greek word. And so, it, but he says, make, all, make disciples of all nations, meaning help the people to learn of me. Jesus said, I want them to know me. Help them to learn of me. Help them to know who I am. When you connect with Jesus, your yoke should be easy. Your burden will be light. Teach them to learn of me. To know me. To learn of me. Also, look, to believe in me. Pastor Tina said this morning, our belief is so important. It's important that people believe in me. And then, which is more important than all of that, is to obey his words. He says, don't call me Lord, 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 and don't keep my commandments. It's important to obey his words. All you have to do is when you read the scripture and you see something that the Bible says that, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I ain't know the Bible said that. Oh, pray, oh, Lord, hey. Ooh, I ain't know that. Okay, so I'm going to try to stop doing that. I'm going to try. I'm going to attempt to do something different. Why? Because I just read the scripture and said I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be. Yeah, so I'm going to attempt to do that. I'm, so now I'm applying that word to my life. And the more I apply the word to my everyday living, the more I see the word begin to show up in my life. 
See, we're hearing the word and we're getting a lot of word, amen, and we're getting a lot of faith, but we need to use that faith also to help transform our lives. The word is not just for you to have, you know, just for it to sound good. It's also to use to transform your life. Use the word of God because if you could fix yourself and change yourself, you'd be fixed and changed already. But since we're all not and we all need help, then we need the Lord to help us change and be transformed in certain areas of our life as we apply the word of God to it. So Jesus said, I'm going to give you power, I'm going to give you this authority, I'm going to give you this dominion so that you can help people to learn of me. Get this gospel out. Make disciples. Go and make disciples. Get the word out. Amen. Teach them to believe in me. Teach them to obey my words. Then it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father. This is Jesus telling them what to do to baptize them in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. But you realize that folk get all upset because folk don't baptize in Jesus' name? Man, church folk, why, why do we do stuff like that? We just confuse people. Jesus just told us what to do. So what we do is we do it at all. We, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Okay, we covered all bases. Well, in Acts, it says to baptize them in Jesus' name. Well, that was what Paul and them was doing. I'm telling you what Jesus said. But we're not going to fuss about it. Let's just dunk them. Can we just dunk them? You know what I'm saying? That they, they, meanwhile, they're standing there waiting to get in this water, and we can't figure out who named it to do it in. Can we just put them in the water because that's where they want to go? The things that we fuss about, amen, is just, come on, let's just let's get them in there, man. Let's put them in the water. Verse 20 says, then teaching them to what? Observe. Not just look at it. Just look at the word. He ain't saying to observe, like look at the word, talking about observe by doing. Teach them to observe, teach them to do. Teach them to do, mean to put in practice, to observe everything that I have commanded you. He's talking to his disciples to let them know how they should be moving forward with the things of God. Everything that I've commanded. Then he says, and lo, I'm with you always. I'm going to be with you always. Look, remaining with you perpetually. Listen, regardless of the circumstance. You don't got to be moved when you're going through a rough time. Where's Jesus? Where Jesus say, I'm low, I'm with you. I'm with you when you're in trouble. I'm with you when you're doing good. I'm with you when you're walking in sickness. I'm with you when you're healed. I'm, walking, I'm with you when you're broke. I'm with you when you're rich. I'm with you. I'm walking with you when things are going well and when they're not going well. Jesus said, I'm still with you. And I can help you get through this. I shared this with an individual the other day, man. I'm 28 years out of the gate, right? And so on this path of life, Amen. Do you think in the 28 years of me being saved that I have not experienced trials, tribulations, turmoil, setbacks, things happening, people dying in the family, all kind of stuff that you can imagine. Life has been life in these last 28 years. But I tell you what I did not do. I didn't step off the path. I stayed on the path. I stayed on the straight and narrow path. 
because I knew if I stay on the path, Jesus with me, he walking with me. If I fall down, I'm falling forward. I'm still on the path. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Through struggles, through setbacks, through family members dying, close family members, my dad and my brother in the same year. I'm like, God, what is going on? I stayed on the path. Financial hardships stayed on the path. Because as long as I stay on the path, then I know Jesus is going to bring me out. No use me going get with the devil. You understand? Ain't no use me going smoke a blunt or something. Go get, let me go and get a smoke a jumbo. I'm trying to figure out how that's going to help me. Go get me an OE to the head or something. Let me go, somebody go get me a 40. <laughs> Go get me some OE or something. You know what I'm saying? Be, OE was a drug. OE was like crack in a bottle. Oh, I ain't had drugs. I just get a bottle of OE. Feel the same. Straight to the head. Look, and OE won't nowhere but in the hood. Ain't nobody else drinking OE. Put it in the projects. Put it around. Put it in the inner city. Nobody drinking that stuff. That's straight. I mean, Lord. Okay, all right. Let's keep going. That's <laughs> where my old OE heads at. My, <laughs> I knew they was in here, boy. I knew they was in here. Woo, Jesus. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we don't mess with that stuff no more. You know what I'm saying? No, but we stay on the path. We don't revert back. I ain't go back looking for chicks, looking for stuff. I'm not. No, we're going to stay on the path. Don't let the things that you go through cause you to step outside of the Lord or begin to go in a different direction. Stay with Jesus. He says, I'm with you always, always remaining with you perpetually, continually, at all times, regardless of your circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. He said, I'm with you until you leave here. Until the end, look, the end of the age, end of a church age. Until it's all over and said and done, I'm with you. Where are you, Jesus? I'm right here. What you want me to do? How do you want me to help you? If you will yield to me, I got you. If you will listen to me, if you will trust me. This is the most famous quoted scripture in the world. Let me see. Do I have that in here to read? I do. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to it then. I'll remind you what it was. I already had it down here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We got it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Okay. Come on. Let's, let's keep going. John chapter 16, 33. John chapter 16, 33 said, These things I have spoken to you that in me you have what? In Jesus you have what? In Jesus you have what? When there are storms coming, Jesus is going to bring what? Peace. In the midst of storms, if you have Jesus, because he said in him is what? Peace. And if he's in me, then what's in me? What's in you? Anything other than peace around you, listen, you don't have to receive that. That's what we're talking about, about taking dominion. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. I'm supposed to be at peace. I don't care what the situation is. 
and I'm searching for your peace, God. I'm looking for your peace because I know you're in me, and all you bring is peace. You know why? Because Jesus is not concerned about one thing that's going on in this world or in our life. Not one thing. He's going to tell us, look. He says, in the world, you're going to have what? He's going to say what? But be a good cheer. What? Come on, Jesus, all this trivial, everything. Maybe you don't see it. God said, I do. I see it. I'm looking right at it. I mean, I saw it before you saw it. I saw it before you started going through it. I knew you was going to go through it. I'm trying to encourage you to go through it because I'm with you. You keep stepping off the path. I got you. Just stay on the path. Just stay on the path. Stay on the straight and the narrow. It's the road that leads to life, eternal life. Just stay on the road. If you stay on the road, I guarantee you're going to get to your destination. Where you at? I'm over, how you get over there? You got off the road. <laughs> how did you get over there? I told you to stay on the road. If you keep going straight, you'll see the house. Well, you know, I, I saw it was some trees right here, some branches. It was a little cloudy, so I turned. No, stay on the road. This is God saying, stay on the road. Just stay on the path. All those things are trying to come to distract you. The lion, the tiger, the bear, all those things come to distract you. Stay on the yellow brick road. Just stay on the path. Didn't they tell her that? And then here come the distraction, the lion, here come the tie, I mean, the, who was it? The lion, the tin man, and the scarecrow. Where did I get the lion, tie, the bears from? Oh, okay. Maybe that's the three little bears or something? Goldilocks, who? The woods? Who is the woods? But anyway, okay, praise the Lord. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Distractions, y'all. You see what I'm saying? Distractions. Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have what? I have overcome your circumstance already. See, you don't even know it's already been fixed. Before we, when we get off, God like, doggone it. I'm trying to get you just to take another step. Because if you took another step, you would, you would have walked in your victory. And that's why the enemy will fight you so hard. Right when things seem to get so worse and so bad, that's when you got to step in. You got to step harder because that should be a sign to you that I must be close. I must be close to victory. I must be close to breakthrough. I must be close. All this stuff happening, I must be close. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep believing God, but I ain't getting off this path. I'm going to stay on this path. Devil trying to trick you because he know he can't get you on the path. He got to get you to sabotage your own life. Because he can't do it. He's a spirit of suggestion. Like, come on, he's telling you, come on, it's too much to take. It's too, you can't deal with this. You can't deal with it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You still trusting God? He ain't sure up let all that money you gave, all that tithing, all that serving, all that stuff, all them prayers you done prayed, all them prayers you done prayed, you don't see change yet. He's trying to get you off the path. He's trying to get you to lose your hope. He's trying to get you to look at your circumstance and take your eyes off of Jesus. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. But he wants you to look at something else. He wants you to look at things that can't help you. Because he know if you look at the natural, you're going to get in the flesh. Now, oh my goodness, how in the world am I going to make it through this? He says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Listen, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our, come on, say it like you mean it, like you know what you're talking about. That's the scripture. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Even our faith, meaning it's things that I can't see. That's helping me to walk in a victory from the things I do see. Come on, we're not just quoting fancy scripture. I'm not moved by what I see. I walk by faith and not by sight. Well, it's time to walk by some faith and not by your sight. <laughs> that when we talk about applying the word, you got to apply it. We walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah, you got to apply faith pressure to your circumstance. Yeah. Faith pressure to your circumstance. You know why? Because it has to bow to your authority. Remember, God already told you who the one was in authority. All you got to do is stand up one day, you understand, and, and, and just remind the devil who you are. The Bible says when you're submitted to God, you can resist the devil. He going to what? The reason he keeps talking to you is because you, ha you haven't shown him that you know who you are yet. Like, boy, who in the world you think you are, man? Come on, man, I'm not tolerating you. You're not going, no, I'm not, no, uh-uh. I'm taking dominion over this. Taking dominion. It has to bow. In the world, you will have tribulation. In the world, you will have these hardships, trials, sufferings. He says again, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. God's ability is at your disposal. And if this, boy, if y'all can catch that. God's ability is at your disposal. We keep thinking we have to do stuff when we, we have all this help with us. I hear that song, my help. My help, come on, my help, all of my help cometh from the Lord. That's Psalms 121. That's Psalms 121. Your help, my help, our help, it comes from the Lord. Our help comes from the Lord. God's ability is at our disposal. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by his spirit. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. If it's going to get done, God is going to help you do it. He's not going to do it for you, but he is going to do it through you. Come on, Proverbs chapter 3. I want you all to see this. Verse 5 and 6. The most quoted scripture in the world. The 
most quoted scripture on the planet. Before I read the ERV version, it says, Let, let's go keep KJV or New King trust in the Lord. Come on, y'all try, I want y'all to just help me say it. And those online, y'all ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct. That is just that's ridiculous. Not ridiculous like that. It's a good thing that everybody, I mean, online, they just singing along, they just singing this song along with us. They just sing along with us. Folk ain't even saved. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. The most confessed, quoted scripture in the world. But do we really trust? Do we really trust? The first word is trust. Come on, let's come on, media. Trust. It's okay to be totally dependent on God. Totally dependent on God. Trust the Lord completely. Come on, completely. Completely. That's why we say it's settled. No, completely. Stop having plan B's and C's and D's and E's. Amen. Stop having other ways. Well, I'm going to try this. Stop trying all this other stuff and just trust the Lord completely. Some of us are not tithers because we don't trust the Lord completely. We don't trust the Lord. Oh, no, pastor, it's what I got in my mind. No, it ain't what you got. It ain't what you make. It's your trust of God. And as soon as you be honest, God can help you and raise your stake higher. I was riding out yesterday. I was just talking to my wife. I said, you know what, honey? I said, no, no. I think Asia was reminding me. Was you, Asia? Reminding me of that Starbucks that I got, or that, that meal I got. Oh, that was Tay. One of y'all. Amen. Praise the <laughs> Lord. They was reminding me of this, of this, of this, 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 this Starbucks uh, Sandwich that Tremaine asked me to try, but they didn't have them that day. You understand? The cheese sandwich. But I got something else. The thing was like almost $15. I couldn't believe it. I was like, $15? This was just, it was one meal. I, I didn't even get the drink yet. I don't know what kind of sandwich it was. It was a vegan type sandwich or something. I got some meat and some other stuff on it. But anyway, all I'm, I'm just like, but that's one meal out of three. $15 a week is over $1,000 a year. Some people, look, think about it. If you just stop eating one meal, you can pay your building fund. For everybody that doesn't have it, I don't got it. Gonna leave here and spend $100. No, you have, to ha you have to be disciplined, and you have to trust the Lord, and you have to honor God and put him first, as I read in Matthew 6, 33 last week. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See, another quoted one. And what? All these things will be added to it. But do we believe it? Well, I can't afford to pay my tithes. You can't afford not to. 
Okay, this ain't even a tithing message. Let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. For somebody to say, all you talk about is money. All you talk about. No, I talk about a whole lot of other stuff. I talk about sin predominantly. <laughs> and, and, and this is the thing, too. Where my millionaires at again? What's wrong with talking about something we believe in God for? The only people that don't want you to talk about it, they, they want to stay broke. Or they robbing God. All right. I see, that's what happened when I, see what I'm saying? See, stay with the script, Pastor. Okay, Proverbs. <laughs> the script. Okay, all right, anyway. Proverbs chapter 3, 5 and 7. Let's read it. Trust, trust the Lord completely and don't depend on what? Your own knowledge, your own intellect, your own thoughts. With every step, come on, verse 6, with every step you take, every step I take, every step I take, I'm trusting the Lord completely. Should we do this, Lord? Should I go this way, Lord? Should I go that way, Lord? Should I do this? Every step I'm taking, I'm trusting the Lord. With every step you take, look, think about what he wants. How would this step affect my relationship with you, Lord? See, I got to keep my mind on Jesus. Think about what he wants, and I love this last part, and he will help you go the right way. I don't even know which way to go, but if I trust him completely, I don't know which way to go, Pat, but if I trust him completely, if I don't depend on my own knowledge, so where the knowledge coming from? The word. And then every step I take, think about what he wants. He's going to help me go the right way. He's going to help me go the right way. So, so I wouldn't be all the way over here somewhere, all the way over there, because God is going to help me go the right way. Isaiah 1 and 19. I got some more time. I'm going to use all of it. Hey, man, I got a few more minutes. Come on now. Don't rush me. You know what I'm saying? Isaiah, <laughs> Isaiah 1 and 19. It says, if you would only obey me, you would eat the good things the land produces. Come on, remember I said this earlier, I'm asking the Lord to, to, um, to shift our thinking from limited living to kingdom living, from barely getting by to living supernaturally. Simple obedience leads to eating the good things of the land. Simple obedience leads to eating the good things of the land. Let's look at another companion scripture in Job 36 and 11. 36 and 11. Another companion scripture says, if righteous people, are you righteous? If righteous people listen and serve him, they will live out their days in prosperity and their years in comfort. I don't know why folks even focus on it, you know what I'm saying? We don't, that's why I said early on, you got to be okay with living an abundant life. 
Because God is going to raise you up right in the midst of your family and friends and loved ones. God is going to bless you because you trust him and you believe what he's doing. He's going to have you to operate in a supernatural so everybody can see. Not you, him. Because they're, they're going to glorify the Father because of your life and your lifestyle. Because you're going to give glory and honor to God for everything he's doing in your life. They're going to always look to God. Why? Because you're going to point them to God. Say this with me. Say, Lord, because I am the righteous and I listen and serve you, I will live out my days in prosperity and my years in comfort. Think about that. I mean, man, that's just one declaration that you can pull out the word of God and you can say that every day. Every day you can say that and speak that over your own life. You understand? It doesn't matter how you feel or what that day looks like. You say what the script says. The scripture. The script. You say what the Bible says about you. You get an agreement with the word and then you begin to see the word produce results in your life. The word wants to produce results in your life, but it needs your agreement. Get an agreement with the word of God and watch the word becomes alive in your life and begins to work through you. It's small things like that. And like Pastor said earlier, it's according to your belief. Could it be that I'm not receiving because I really don't believe what I'm saying? Now, you have to say it more than one time to get it in your heart. See, one day you're going to say it and I'm telling you, an explosion is going to go off because it's going to connect with belief. It's like the woman when she touched Jesus. What did Jesus say? Somebody touch me. What did the disciples say? All these people out here, Jesus. I love y'all. This is a teacher ministry, boy. They just all in the word. I only got it. I just say a little bit, y'all finish it. All these people out here pronging you and touching you. And Jesus said, Who touched me? No, somebody touched me and they had belief. Somebody touched me with faith in their heart. She had an expectation to receive her healing even before she got, about, got around Jesus. The Bible says she heard about him. She heard about him. Faith come how? She heard about him. And then she said, if I can get to Jesus, because I done paid money on all these pills, all this medicine, all these physicians, I done, I done did all this stuff, I done listened to all these counselors, I done been all these, these folk, and look, and the scripture says, and she rather grew worse. But at some point, I'm going to stop the spending. I'm going to stop pushing money in a direction that's not producing results. And I'm going to start using my faith because my faith is greater than money or wealth. That's why we say it like this. Your health is your wealth. You can't buy health, but you can believe God for your healing. She had a flow of blood for years. And she touched Jesus with faith. You're going to say the declarations. You got the 40 I am. We got 15 freedom truths. We got women's confessions. We got men confession. One day, belief going to get in your heart. And you're going to say something that you actually believe. And the rest is going to be history. The rest is going to be history.
the rest is going to be history. Because we're saying a lot of things. We can say it through mental assent. We can just say it because it's in our eyes, in our head. It's, we can say it by memorization or by memory and all that kind of, but when it get in your heart. See, this thing is in our heart, y'all. I'm letting you know, if you're going with us, I'm telling you, I'm heading somewhere. We're going somewhere. Pastor and I, in this ministry, we're going somewhere. I'm telling you, and we're taking everybody that's going with us. But we're going somewhere, and I ain't stopping till we get there. I'm telling you, we're on a journey, and we're moving, and we're sharing things with you to, to, to seed you. Get this stuff in your heart. Stop playing with the word. That little, that, the cord was blocking it a little bit. Now, I thought that was a seven, but it, I couldn't really see it. Man, what the world? Okay, no, 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 no. Okay. This the last scripture. Is that okay? Thank y'all. We're going to read Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 through 10. This it. This it. This it. I mean, this it, though. Can y'all handle this? Y'all right? <laughs> I mean, I told you the end and everything. So you know when I get there, I'm done, right? All right, let me read. Galatians chapter 4. Come on, let's go, y'all. Let's go. We're going to finish strong today. Amen. We're almost done. Okay. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. This is Amplified Version too, by the way. It's <laughs> Look, now what I mean, come on, come on. Cause we go, we go, listen, man, we got to take dominion. Now, now what, do you understand? Now, what I mean when I talk about children and their guardians is this. Because we're talking about children and guardians and what all that looks like. Amen. So, God, gonna, we're going to make it plain. We're going to make it plain today. Amen. So, it's, it's this. As long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, even though he is the future owner and the master of the estate. Did y'all get that, that, just that one statement? Did y'all get that? Don't let slave throw you off. Hey, man, it's going to tell you some other stuff about that later on. Yeah, but do you, it's, do, let, me, let me say it this way. Your child, your little baby, don't understand that they, they have an inheritance waiting on them when they are a baby. You understand? There's a future estate waiting on them that they know nothing about but their child right now. Future owner and master of all the estate. We got to think kingdom now. I just use that as an example, but we're, we're, we're kingdom. We're talking about take. Yeah, see, this earth don't belong to Satan. Yeah. The earth is whose? The Lord's and them that dwell therein, right? So the earth is the Lord's. Hallelujah. It belongs to God and his family. You know what? This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do for y'all. I'm going to just read it. I'm going to just read through it today. Because, you know what I'm saying, because y'all handle this for real today? Y'all ready for real? Okay. All right. I'm just, I want to make sure I'm, I'm just doing a litmus test and then, amen. Okay, praise God. All right. All right, I just want to make sure. Jesus didn't come to be an example to us. He came to be an example of us. If y'all would just catch these little nuggets I'm throwing out today. Jesus did not come to be an example just for us to look at it. Ooh, gee, ooh, gee, ooh, he opened up eyes. Oh, gee, look, he did it. He didn't come to be an example 
for us. He came to be an example of us, to show us what we can do. Are you listening to me? He is an example of us. Look at it. As long as the heir is a child, as long as the heir is immature, not transformed yet, mind hadn't been renewed yet. Amen? Look, 1 Corinthians what, 13, 11 said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, I behaved as a child. Because children do children childlike stuff. But when I became, it says a man, but when I became mature, I what? Put away childish things. So in the kingdom, you understand, God wants us to grow up. And so what we're doing here by teaching the word of God is helping you to grow up. We're helping you to grow up. As long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, even though he is the future owner and the master of all the estate. The longer you remain in a childlike mindset, the longer it would take to receive total transformation. Your, your dominion is directly connected to a renewed mindset. The dominion that God has for you is not, is not connected to your old lifestyle. It's not connected to who you were before you got saved. It is connected to the new you. I'm talking about what God got for you. It's connected to the new you. And that's why the old you wants to fight for position. The old you don't want to leave because he know if he leaves, the new you going to show up. And the new you need to fight harder that the old you stay in its place. You understand? See, I could not be here today with the old me standing next beside me. Still trying to be in position. Dude, you've been out of position. You're done. It's over for you. You had your chance. I mean, you enjoyed those, those few years, what, the 25 years you had? You understand? You did everything you want to do. That's it. Is over for you. We're in the kingdom now. So now the new me has taken over, and now I'm living the kingdom life, not the old life I used to live. So therefore, me and the other guy don't talk. We don't hang out. When I talk about him, it's because I'm sharing a testimony. That's the only time he get happy to. I see him in the cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, ooh. You know what I'm saying? But that's it. That's the only time he smile. <laughs> But I'm using them the whole time, reinforcing the new me the whole time. Because the Bible says you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your what? He don't know it. He happy, but I'm being empowered every time I talk about my testimony. Come on, verse 2. But he... <laughs> we good though, right? We good. <laughs> <laughs> but he is under the authority. Listen, come on. Talking about the future owner, the future owner, the child that don't have a clue yet, you know what I'm saying, or the, or the childlike mindset that hadn't changed yet. He is under the authority of guardians and household administrators or managers, amen, until the date set by the father when he is of legal age. 
it's talking about, listen, there's a time period between salvation and taking dominion. You understand? There's a period of growth. There's a period of mature, maturity, maturing, I say. You know what I'm saying? My cousin should be, my nephew should be here. I'm saying all the right words. I'm, I'm saying he need to be in the building. You know, I'm listening to him. He need to listen to me. You better be watching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. There's a time period between salvation and taking dominion. There's a time period between salvation and transformation. There is a time period between salvation and a totally changed life. Verse 3, so also we, whether Jews or Gentiles, when we were children, we were spiritually immature. We were kept like slaves under the elementary man-made religious or philosophical teachings of the world. We were held in bondage. See, this is what we need to see our franks our friends, our friends, our relatives, our associates, neighbors, co-workers, our enemies, we need to see them as suffering in, under the dictate of the world. They're in bondage to a worldly system that is not designed for them to prosper. Some people say that, and it's true, but they still want to live the same way. They got to get in the kingdom, because only in the kingdom is when they become spiritually alive that they begin to take their authority back and take back what the devil has stolen from them. They're saying the right stuff, but they're not using the right methods. And we who are in the kingdom, we got to reach out to them and let them know your authority and your dominion, your jurisdiction, everything God got for you is in the kingdom. You got to come to the church to be instructed so you can grow and so you can mature. You're trying to get kingdom stuff, but you're still acting like a child. You're still being childish. You're trying to deal with kingdom stuff, but you have a childish mindset. And God's saying, I got to get that off of you. I got to get that childlike mindset off of you so you can experience kingdom. God said, I need you to come up. Go ahead, tell your neighbor, come up. Yeah, say, he's really talking to you. Tell him, he said, yeah, tell him, come up. He, Pastor AJ, really talking to you. That's who he's talking to. He's talking to you. Come up. He said, come up. Verse 3, <laughs> so, also, so also we, whether Jews or Gentiles, when we were children or when we were spiritually immature, were kept like slaves under the elementary man-made religious or philosophical teacher of the world, but when, but, just say but, but when, but when in God's plan, the proper time had fully come. Ooh, Jesus. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the regulations of the law, so that he might, we, we, we heard the word earlier, redeem. Redeem. Listen, and liberate. Unshackle. Come on now. The shackles was on us, but God has unshackled us. He's liberated us. Jesus has redeemed us. Look, those who were under the law that we who believe might be adopted as sons. We've been adopted into this, into this kingship. We've been adopted into this authority as God's children with all rights. See, we got the right to govern. We got the right to take dominion. We got the right to have power. Jurisdiction. With all rights. All rights as fully 
grown members of a family. When your mind gets renewed to what the kingdom is saying, you, you embrace all the rights of the kingdom. You walk around with an authority and a power that's supernatural. And people don't understand how you can still make it, how you can still move and things, names may be coming up against you, but you just keep bouncing back. Because you're, you're, you're grown. <laughs> it's for all my grown people. This is when you're grown. When you're grown. You're grown members of this family. Verse 6. And because you really are his sons. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. Crying. Abba. Saying daddy. Dad. Lord dad we love you. Abba, Father, Daddy, there should be a witness on the inside of you that you are a child or a son of God. There should be a witness on the inside of you that you belong to him. You have to have a witness. You have to witness. You have to have an unction. You have to have something on the inside of you that, that bears witness that, that, that you're in the kingdom, that you're not that person that you used to be. It's a supernatural spiritual transformation. It's not natural. You could still be doing crazy stuff, but, it, but there should be a witness on the inside of you that you belong to him. A knowing in your Noah. Should be a witness that you are born again. I know I'm changed. Come on, say that. I know I'm changed. I know I'm changed. I don't care what it looked like. I, I gave my life to Christ. I'm walking with the Lord. I know I'm saved. I know I'm set free. I know I'm delivered. You have to have that. You have to have that, saints. Verse 7, therefore, therefore, you are no longer a slave. See, start off as slave, but once you mature, it's like a child. Therefore, you are no longer a slave or bond servant, but a son. It's not, it doesn't have nothing to do with gender. Amen. It, and if a son, then also an heir through the gracious act of God through Christ. Verse 8, but at that time when you did not know the true God, at the time when you did not know the true God and were unacquainted with him. You didn't know God. You were unacquainted with him. You Gentiles were slaves to those pagan things. Pagan things which by their very nature were not and could not be gods at all. We worship things that was not of God before we got acquainted with the one and only true God. We were all worshiping these false gods and engaged in idol worship. Verse 9, now, however, since you have come to know the true God, because all the other gods are fake, fake, false, and not real. Come on, put down the horoscopes, put down your zodiac signs and all this kind of foolishness. Amen. These are false gods. Put all that stuff down. You know what I'm saying? All, you know. Put down your cookies and stuff. Put them down. Throw them away, y'all. Pastor, leave my cookie load. It's a, what's the cookie called? It's a fortune. It's all in the word. A fortune cookie. 
Who, who wrote it? A fortune teller? <laughs> so you reading words, digesting and believing stuff? Come on, what I'm, this, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You ingesting idols in other gods. Oh, they don't really affect me. You don't know what's affecting you. You in the spirit realm? Because you in the natural. You don't know what you'll be summoning in your body, in your life, by engaging these unclean spirits. This is a spirit world that you should not play in. I don't play games in this world. I crush my cookies and throw them away. But they eat them. I don't read that stuff. Why? You're not prophesying to me. I don't care. I can say anything I want to say. It's not for me. And you can do what you want to do. I'm, tell, I'm just telling you, all that stuff is idol worship. Reading your horoscope, you know, it's a horoscope. It's in the word. I'm a Pisces. I'm a Gemini. No, I'm a Christian. You are Aries like me, Pastor. No, I'm a Christian. I know what you're saying, though. I was born between this time and that time and more. No, I'm none of that. I don't get my direction from the stars or the moon or anything God created. I get it from God himself. I get it from the word of God. I don't get it from crystals. I don't get it from beads. I don't get it from sage. I don't get it from none of that stuff. All that stuff is idol worship. Not a third eye, not a fourth eye. I get it from the scriptures. And if you're not careful as believers, you'll begin to tap into stuff because your knowledge is not in the word and people start pulling you places where you shouldn't be. The devil is subtle and he's patient. And he'll just lower you. You, just, you don't even know how you got way over here. You just way over here. He'll lower you subtly. He don't come out and tell you, I'm the devil, follow me. <laughs> come on, y'all. Where are my bold people at? I mean, it's, 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 look, it's for Christ I live and Christ I die. Everything else is beneath me. We don't worship it. Verse 9, that's where we are, we in verse 9? Okay, I'm, I'm almost, well, we done, y'all, pretty much. Yeah, at the end, we at the end. Now, however, since you have come to know the true God through person, through what experience? Not hearsay, not what somebody told you. Why should I let you in heaven? Well, my grandma, she was a prayer warrior, boy. She fasted and prayed. God said, oh, that was good. I know her, but what did you do? Yeah, she back there. I was just hanging out with her. No, my question is, what did you do with the Jesus I put on the side inside of you? What did you do with that personal experience with me? What did you do with me while you was in the earth? With all this power and authority I gave you, what did you do? He's going to flash our life before us like this. Timeline. Dang, oh my goodness. Oh, Lord, yeah, I remember that. Oh, I said that. personal, personal experience. We came to know the true God through a personal experience, or we're rather to be known by God. How is it 
that you are turning back again to the weak and worthless elemental principles of religions and philosophies. Oh my goodness, that was so much happening in Paul's day and it's so much happening in our day. It's a lot of philosophies out here today. Man, I was just talking to a young man. Listen to me, saints. Everybody that has a camera phone becomes a pastor now. And if they have enough likes for you, you can be swayed. But they don't have to teach the gospel or preach the gospel. They can say fancy things that tickle your ears that sound good. And the next thing you know, you're following something in somebody that's way off from the scripture. Tripping when you come to church because you have been feeding on stuff that, that that's, you ain't been getting from here. And there's a war going on because you're struggling with your pastor saying and what somebody you don't know said. And I'm struggling. Struggling between the person that's been praying for you, interceding for you, amen, laying hands on you and somebody you don't know. I'm, I'm struggling with that. How could I struggle with that? I don't even know if they're in homosexuality, adulterous lifestyles, lying, stealing, beating their wife up when they get home. You know nothing about them. All you know is they got all these likes and followers. So did the people in Noah's day. And they followed them straight to hell. They followed them straight into the world being destroyed. And only eight people got saved. Noah had seven followers. And guess what? They should have followed Noah. They should have followed Noah, boy, because everything is in the scripture. Don't follow people because of likes. What are they saying? I don't need nobody to tickle me, amen. My mama did that when I was young. Tell me like it is. But these philosophies, listen, to which you want to be enslaved all over again. Man, I'm telling you, the first thing I'm going to do next week, I'm telling you, I'm, I got to remind myself, I'm going to look at it, is I'm going to pick up, I'm gonna, I got to read Numbers 13 and 14 to y'all one more time. I didn't read it in this, in this uh, series, but I'm going to read this to you with some different revelation that the Lord is going to give me. Because, yeah, I, it's something that's in there that's going to help us with right now. Because why would people want to have a desire to turn back? I'm trying to figure it out because I never turn back. You understand? So I want to show you in the word, through in Numbers 13 and 14, why there's a seed that's been planted years ago while believers and those that are following teachers have an de, a, a innate desire to go back. I ain't talking about Lot's wife. We already talked about her. <laughs> yeah, it started back in Numbers. I got to show you that. Verse 10, for example, for example, let me read 9 again, then 10, and we're done. Now, however, since you have come to know the true God through personal experience or rather to be known by God, how is it that you are turning back again to the weak and worthless elemental principles of religions and philosophy? Religion keep you further away from God. Religions and philosophies, amen, to which you want to be enslaved. You want to be enslaved. You want to be enslaved all over again. For example, you observe particular days and months and seasons and years. And these are things that, you know, people do and all that. You know, they talk about the Sabbath and all that kind of stuff. But um, 
I'm going to stop right there. Get the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. If this message encouraged you, imagine what it could do for someone else. Here at KL, we believe in reaching the one. And you can partner with us in that endeavor by sharing this podcast with someone else. If the Holy Spirit has convicted you or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, please email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more information, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Facebook at Kingdom Life Chesterfield VA and Instagram at Kingdom Life VA. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear more messages just like this. There's no life like Kingdom Life.